You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Is visiting the Maldives one of your dream bucket list destinations? If so, keep listening to hear how you can make that dream a reality. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. We are Travel Hacking Moms. As you can tell, Jess isn't here with us today, but Alex and I are super excited to be able to talk with you all about how to visit the Maldives on points. So as you can tell, my voice does not sound so great. So I apologize to all of you that you have to listen to me talk like this. Um, Ideally, we would wait until I didn't sound so terrible but we would get behind schedule and we figured the show must go on. So the Maldives was my ultimate travel hacking goal. To me, that was like the pinnacle of the trips. Like that was the number one thing on my bucket list. And I never thought it would actually be possible or or at least be possible maybe till someday I had retired and saved up enough money to do it. But thanks to travel hacking... I was able to make that possible, literally a dream vacation come true. So we hope after listening today that you can see that whatever bucket list vacation dream you have, that travel hacking can help you make that possible. So let's get into it first. Mom, why don't you tell us a little about the Maldives? I know when I told people I was going there, a lot of people were like, well, where is that? Or, you know, some people haven't heard of it. So kind of tell us a little bit about it. Yes, I just got back from there. I mean, we're talking about barely got back for my second visit, and I got home two nights ago. And I don't think my husband, I I went back a second time because I had gone the first time with my daughter, um, Lindsay, that lives in Europe. And then my husband, who we always call Mr. Reluctant Traveler because he doesn't like to travel as much, said, oh, I'd kind of like to go to the Maldives. So we just got back from there. And the funny thing is, it. I don't think he had a clue where it was. Uh, He kept thinking it was off Nicaragua or off these other places. I don't think he had a clue. Did he know when you got on the plane how long you were going to be flying for? He did know. Okay. He did know. Okay. And it is a long flight. It's very long. Yeah. So the Maldives is a nation of islands um, in the Indian Ocean. It's off off India is kind of how the easiest way for me to think about where it is. Um, it's below India along the equator. Uh, the weather's warm there. It's very, very nice. Um, there are actually 11, 1192 islands, but only 200 of them are inhabited. Now that's some people just live there, um, and they make their home there. And then many of the islands are home to resorts. And it's not like there's multiple resorts on these islands. Um, Usually there's just one resort on an island. And it's seriously, you feel like you've gone to a deserted island and you're there alone. It's like, it's incredible. 
Yeah, like the the entire island is the resort. Yes. Like we when when we went, we could literally like walk around the entire island. It was pretty small. It was really cool. Yeah, it really is amazing. And the water there is gorgeous. Turquoise, crystal clear. We could look down at the water without even snorkeling and see um, sand sharks and um, colorful fish. They have amazing reefs. So it is known as one of the very best places to snorkel. That's what my husband came away with from this trip is he said it is without a doubt, hands down, the best snorkeling he's ever done. And he's done a lot of snorkeling in Hawaii and Mexico and different places, but he was amazed at how just incredible the snorkeling was. The peak time to visit the Maldives is probably November to April. So we went um, right after Thanksgiving. So it was a really, really good time. I think we had our first day that we got there, there was a little bit of rain and maybe um, an hour of rain here and there, but it was pretty darn spectacular. So like Alex said, it's a long ways to get to the Maldives. So let's talk a little bit about how you can get to the Maldives. Just be prepared. It's not for the faint of heart when it comes to flying. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. And having done it, even on the way there, I remember thinking, oh, wow, is this is this going to be worth this? Or are we ever going to come back here? But then once we'd been home for a couple of months, I was like, yeah, we're going to go back there. And now I'm like, I could go back every year. You kind of forget. Kind of like having a baby. Totally. You, you totally forget exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. So we when we went, we flew Qatar Airways. Uh, we booked through American Airlines for 70,000 points each in business class. So that's how we flew home. We actually flew Emirates business class there. But since we've gone, Emirates has raised the points price and the taxes and fees. So it's just not a good option anymore. It's very, very pricey. So Qatar is my favorite way to do it. So the only way to get American Airlines miles, though, is by opening up American Airlines cards. So we had, my husband and I had each opened um, one or two. I forget exactly. Um, but how, it, they can be really hard to find and sometimes you just, you won't find them. So I definitely recommend booking out in advance. When you're looking, you want to use on the American Airlines website, you want to use the whole calendar. So you can select calendar and you can see the whole month view. You can also search out of multiple airports. So. Qatar flies out of a lot of different airlines in the U.S., which is really nice. So it gives you more options. What I really like about doing this through through American Airlines is this doesn't always work out. But in my situation, it did where we didn't have to book a positioning flight. So we flew. We did it flying home. So we went from Mali to Doha to Dallas. And then from Dallas to Salt Lake City, they put us on an American Airlines plane. So that worked out really, really great. So that's my biggest tip is to use that calendar. And if you're not finding flights, just search, you know, search from a different airport. You can search like Seattle, Boston, uh, New York. There's a, there's a bunch of them. Um, 
So how I did it though is when I was looking for my flights, I couldn't find a flight that went started in Mali and then went to Dallas. It was they they didn't have the the business class option from Mali to Doha. And that's a shorter flight. I want to say it's maybe four and a half or five hours. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right, Mom? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So they didn't have any business class flights left for that. But I could find business class Doha to Dallas and then continued on to Salt Lake. So what I did is I found Doha to Salt Lake City, booked that on points. Then I found Male, and that was in business class. Then I found Male to Doha economy. I put that on hold. Then I called AA, American Airlines, and I had them combine that reservation. So I was paying the same price, the 70,000 points. I just wasn't getting business class on that front end, the shorter flight, but I was fine with that. If I hadn't called them to combine it, I could have just booked it myself, but that just would have cost me more points. So that's a nice tip to know if you're not finding it all the way through is to you know, look for Doha to Mali as a separate flight, and then you can merge them. So that's how we did it. Um, another option to book Qatar is you can book it through British Airways for 85,000 points. And you can also book it just through Qatar through 85, for 85,000 points. Both of those programs use Avios, so you can move your points between those two programs. And the nice thing is Chase, Amex, and Capital One all transfer to British Airways and City transfers to Qatar. So if you don't have American Airlines miles, um, this is another option. It's a lot easier to earn Chase, Amex, Capital One points than it is to earn AA because you have so many more options for those cards. So um, that's that's like my go-to way to do it. And if you ideally you want to be in the Q suite. That is their business class. It's amazing. I know you just did it, mom. What did you think? I I thought it was so amazing. First of all, the the last time that I went to the Maldives, I had had that booked also. Um, I had done it the same way that you did, although for the economy from Malay to um, Doha, I had paid a little bit in cash for an economy plus seat, which are really good seats. Really yeah, we nice. actually did that too. And they, for some reason, it was very strange. They let me upgrade to that one and I didn't have to pay, but I had to pay for Mitch's. Oh, interesting. I don't know. There was some glitch in the system or something, but yeah. it was really nice. Like the seat reclined. Oh, it, so you were like a really recliner nice. seat. Yeah. So, I mean, if you had to do premium economy and you couldn't do business, their premium economy is, I would say, is better than a lot of other oh, I, th- I think so too and and um there are seats for just two people on the side and so that makes it nice you you know so whoever yeah. you're traveling with um now I had a real disappointing experience my first time though because I got to Doha got on my flight I'm so excited I'm going to get on Q suites it's going to be so awesome Unbeknownst to me or anybody else that was in business class, they switched out the plane at the last minute. And so it was a uh, configuration of two people on the side. So I was next to someone I didn't know. It was not the Q suites. 
I did not have direct access to the aisle, which I hate if you're not with someone that you don't and know. And that is a long flight. It's a long flight. So every time I had to go to the bathroom, I had to step over this guy's legs. He was so nice, but still, I was such a disappointment. So on this last trip that I was going on, I had actually couldn't find Q Suites for, um, we, we went a different way going, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But I couldn't find Q Suites. But looking at a using AA points, I was able to book a British Airways flight that was going to go have a stopover in London. I was going to see my daughter for just a few hours and then we were going to come home. And then at the last minute, I mean, we're talking about a week or two before we're leaving, it came out that there was more Q Suite availability. And that's one of the things that I love so much about Points and Miles is that if you have to change things, um, I could cancel that flight. I got those points back immediately. I didn't cancel until I found my Q Suite availability. And then I canceled and I hurried up and booked it. And so I finally got to fly on Q Suites this um, last time. And it was really, really nice, really great service, good food. And when you're going that long from Doha, we fit, we went from Doha to Boston. It was about 14 hours. And that's just a lot. That's just a long flight. And it's just really nice to have, be able to shut those doors. You're kind of in your own little room, not quite like Singapore suites were, but it was pretty, it was pretty nice. And so I finally did get to uh, make that flight a reality. So another um, airline, the way that we used to get over there this time is we use Singapore Airlines. And S Singapore Airlines to me is hands down the best airline for service. You can hardly clear your throat and have them not say, can I get you something? What do you need? I mean, they, they're amazing and they're gorgeous. The flight attendants are so beautiful. My husband and I kept talking about how gorgeous they are. Their makeup is flawless. They, they have such nice uniforms, very Asian. Yeah, their looking, dresses are really pretty. Really nice. And even the, the males are just, they, they all look like models. But they're beautiful, but they are so kind and their service is impeccable. It is really great. One of the nice things about Singapore Airlines is, again, um, all four major banks transfer to Singapore. So it's really easy to get um, points and miles for there. Now, I will tell you that they are a little bit more expensive to fly to when you're going to the Maldives. Saver awards are about 123000 I did not find any of those for our dates. So I paid 149,000 points. That's a lot of points. That's almost double what you pay if you can find the, the Q suites through AA. Um, with this, we could have had a free stopover in Singapore. That was the plan initially. Um, but my husband had um, ended up going to Cuba on a fishing trip right before there. We just decided that we didn't need him doing that much extra traveling. He's a little bit of the reluctant traveler and we want to keep him happy so he'll travel with me more often. Now, economy class is a lot less. Um, it's 51K um, if you find the Saver Awards or 85K um, if, you, if you don't find them, if you find the, the regular 
Mom, do you feel like those other awards, the 149 that you paid, are those more readily available? Like, are they easy to find or are they still kind of tricky? You know what? They're still tricky. You know, um, okay. One of the things is that they will, you'll see sometimes when you go on their site, you'll see that splites are, it says wait listed. And that means that yeah. they, they've, you know, kind of covered the award seats or space that they have at that time. But if someone cancels or if something opens up, then you're on the wait list. That isn't my ideal way to travel. I don't want any surprises. I want that business class seat. Yeah. Well, and you don't want it because what you have to do is you have to have the points in your account. Exactly. And I don't want to have a bunch of points sitting in Singapore Airlines and then I don't get it. Yeah. And then I still have my points just sitting in Singapore. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And so for me, because I open up a lot of cards, I really wanted to, you know, just get what I wanted to. I wanted a business class seat there. I was okay paying that price. Um, yeah. I will say that I thought that, um, and I thought that it was, the food was good. Everything was good. Of course, the service was amazing. I thought the bed, it was interesting how it made into a bed because they kind of take um, it from the very back, at least on our flight, and fold it down that way. And I thought that was, it was Like they, there's not a button you push? No, I don't know if, there, if, if the attendant did it, but it isn't like oh, the okay. normal ones where you press a button and it just kind of slides forward. Yeah. So it was it was okay. a little bit different. Um, it was comfortable, but it, you did have to kind of sleep at an angle to put your feet into where the feet go. So it probably wasn't the most comfortable one that I've slept on. Um, for sleep just because of that angle. But and where did you fly from? We flew from San Francisco to Singapore. Yeah, then to Singapore. And then from Singapore, um, we took another flight into Malay. Yeah, you know, I don't, my preference is not to have angled seats as well. I really like being able to just keep my body straight. Yes. It is and that's nice. what's so nice about Q Suite is it's not angled. You just are straight. Yeah. So I like I was gonna say something too. Yeah. Alex was talking about Qatar. It's really cutter. And we yeah, talk, I know. Just Americans I, I usually call it Qatar. I know. We talked to the the Qatar the cutter uh representatives and we asked them, how do you pronounce it for sure? Because um we know as you as US People yeah. we always have said Qatar, but just so if you hear Qatar, just so you know, Qatar and Qatar are the same thing. It just depends where you where you are, where yeah. you live. So, so how did you feel like the food compared to the two uh, on Singapore and Qatar or Qatar? Um, I don't know. I think in business class, I felt like they were both really good. I yeah, yeah I didn't have didn't have any any problems with either. I thought they they were really good and. The, you know, the, the cutter service was really good, but it was not anything like Singapore. Singapore is just number yeah. one for me as far as service goes. When you were on your Qatar flight, did they have as an option or did you get it? The Nutella? No. Stuffed donut? They did have it. I was so oh, disappointed. So good. I loved it. They did have this thing. They called it a raspberry scroll that was kind of like a raspberry cinnamon roll, I think. So that kind of took the place of that. Oh, okay. So I got it thinking it would be as good as the Nutella um, 
Is it the Nutella Did donut? Did you have the Nutella donut on your last one? Yes. Yes. It's so good. Oh, yes. huh? Doesn't it have come with like apples too? Yes. Yes. No, it's amazing. It's one of the best yes. things so I've ever had on an airplane. Yeah. If you fly Qatar, get and they have that stuffed Nutella donut. Make sure you get it. It's yeah, so good. No, it's amazing. The other thing I like about Qatar is whenever you want to eat, you can just order. Exactly. It's not like there's set dining. You've got to sit there and wait forever. Like, oh, I'm so hungry, but it's not breakfast time. You just order whenever you want to order. So right. I really like that. I, I felt like on my first flight on um, Qatar, they stressed that more. On this one, my attendant was kind of, you know, he said, well, are you ready for breakfast? And then um, we're going to serve dinner a couple hours before landing so it was easily written on the menu that it was on demand you could get things whenever you wanted but I didn't feel like they were stressing it as much on the yeah flight. whereas Singapore probably would have made you very aware yeah <laughs> so once you get to Malay it's interesting I feel like um, I think that most of the resorts do an incredible job at having someone meet you at in, in Malay. So Malay doesn't have this huge airport. They are building a new one. It looks oh, really nice. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a lot better for some of you that are going to yeah. travel in the next year or so. Hopefully it will be done. But well, they have a new lounge area, correct? Because when right. I was there, the lounge wasn't very good. And then I saw all these people posting and I thought, wow. That's not where we went and like to wait for our right. plane. Right. So, so that's nice. Yeah. Oh. So it's going to be really nice right now. It's just, it's, it's a little um, rundown and small, but they are so good. The resorts at having someone greet you there. So they greet you with the sign um, and then they take you over to the um, Trans-Maldavia, Trans-Maldavian um, airline site. That is, and that's the seaplanes. That's the seaplanes right? that take you to your resort. That's part of, for almost every resort, you're going to take a seaplane. There's some that are really close that you may take a boat. But when you factor in your costs for going to the Maldives, that's not included, in, you know, when you're using points and miles. And that can be you know, several hundred dollars per person. So it's, you know, you have to kind of think. I would say point. several hundred is on the cheap end. Yeah. Like if you get it for 500 or less, I'd say that's like a really, like that's cheaper right. and that's for one person. So you're going to have to build in that expense. That's round trip, but still it's like a 40, sometimes 30, 45 minute flight in this tiny, sketchy little airplane. But but you know what? I am pleasantly surprised by those seaplanes. Our our um, landings and our takeoffs were really smooth. I think the thing that's interesting is you know you're on a different airplane because you look at the uh, feet of your pilots and they're in sandals and mm -hmm. shorts. They're wearing shorts and sandals. Yes, that's so yes. great. And so I was a little bit nervous about taking the seaplane, but they they're great. They're fine. And usually you have probably, oh, I don't know, maybe 12, 15 people on each plane. And sometimes they'll stop uh, at one island or one resort and let some people off and then go to yours. Um, the one that we went on this last time was from, our from the resort. And so it was just filled with the resort people. But when you get to the Trans-Moldavian area, they will take your luggage 
your um, bigger pieces of luggage and they tag it. And then they put you on a bus so that you go to the large lounge that you talked about, Alex. Now, some hotels have their own lounge. And the place, and I'll talk about where we stayed this last time um, later, um, which we didn't use points and miles on. Um, we used points and miles for all of our flights. But we stayed this last time. It's called the uh, Siam World. And I just found a really good deal on Instagram and Facebook through VIP Traveler and decided to book it so that I knew that I had an overwater um, villa and I was trying to make minimum spend. But they had their own lounge and it was a really nice lounge. And so there are some hotels, some resorts that have their own lounges. But you go into either that particular lounge or this big lounge where a lot of people wait and you wait there until it's time to board. And, and that big lounge is actually pretty nice. And they bust you over to that large lounge. From there, you go into another room um, downstairs and you sit there for a while until, you know, until it's time for them to take you out to the plane. And, you know, it's all, it's all pretty cool. You know, I, yeah, I, I felt like it was very smooth. Yeah, exactly. Like they've gone it down for sure. I remember waiting in the lounge and we had to wait longer than I expected. And I was so tired. And I remember thinking like, have they forgotten about us? Like they know yeah. we're still here, right? Yes, I have that sickness. Right like, you know, like island life is very relaxed and laid back. I was like, they didn't forget about us, did? Yeah, did I they? thought that the same time at first. Yeah. So, yeah. like I said, this um, both times I've gone, I have not used um, credit card points in my house. I actually had planned we were going to um, go to the Park Hyatt this time. We were going to a resort hop, but then when my husband planned this other trip to Cuba. I couldn't cancel what I paid for, but I could cancel the points and miles part. Do you, afterwards, were you thinking, oh, we should have just stayed longer? Did you feel like it was, are you guys glad that you did? Yeah, I was, I was resort? glad, you know, um, my husband isn't like someone who just likes to sit and relax by the uh, pool. I mean, he did a ton of snorkeling. We did paddle boarding and stuff, but it would have been too long for him. And so I was, I was glad that we had switched it. So the first time I went, we I had booked a deal on TravelZoo. And um, if you go to TravelZoo.com, um, they have these specials. We got a really good special. It was right after the pandemic. So I think it was And you've been to TravelZoo a few times, haven't you? I have. That's how we did our African safari um, yeah. through Tassa Lodge, which was incredible. So we only paid $1,600 for two people. For this first week, it was called a re the resort was called Rethi Faru. We had two meals a day. We had an overwater bungalow. We did have to pay for our seaplane transfers, so that added at least another thousand dollars to um, what we did. And and I liked it. It was it was nice. I wasn't overly impressed with the meals. So um, and that when I had taken my daughter Lindsay, we'd gone there, and so then. Um, this time I had booked, like I said, Siam World through VIP Traveler. This was more, a lot more expensive. It was four, nine, let's see, almost $5,000 for two people. We had an overwater villa with a pool and a slide. It covered all of our food and our food was really good. Uh, it covered one activity and all seaplane transfers. 
So um, the service was amazing. The food was better. They had a lot of um, non-motorized uh, things you could do like kayaks and paddle boards and stuff. One of the things you can do in, if this is, you want to go this route, if you don't want to use um, all points and miles for your trip to the Maldives, you're anxious to go and just don't want to wait around to you earn that many points is you can use um, venture miles to erase the purchase. Or you can do what I like to do a lot is I've done a ton of bank account bonuses. And so I will park my money in a bank and they will um, pay me so much to do that for, say, like 90 days. Usually it ranges from 300 to $500, probably the most often. And that kind of offsets some of those costs. And again, too, for me, it's like, okay, I'm trying to meet minimum spend on a car. This is a great way for me to, to meet minimum spend. Yeah. And when you like the Maldives is expensive when you consider that that included all of your food okay. yeah. and the seaplane transfers. That's really good. It was a, it was a good deal. Like that for being the, and being able to stay in overwater villa. Cause as you'll find out later as we keep going, being able to book the overwater villa on points is not always possible. So this is like guaranteeing I know I'm getting an overwater villa. Exactly. And that was important to me because I knew that your dad and I probably weren't going to go back there um, yeah. just because it's so far. And the um, Siam world is one of the biggest resorts that there is. It was huge. I mean, we had to use, um, they had a Could you walk the island or no? No. There was a okay. shuttle that picked us up and took us everywhere. And it was really um, ran quickly. The service there was incredible. Everybody was happy. They were there to service and they all had a smile on their face all the time. And we know sometimes that we've been to a few resorts where you're like, I don't know these people want to be here. Well, these people yeah. did everything they could to make our stay great. And so it was, it, we had a great time. Did, um, what were like, when it says you had one activity included, what kind of activity? Um, it was like a do? sunset cruise or a snorkel safari. And we, oh, did we you were do going, snorkel safari? No, we were going to book that, but he, your dad was snorkeling every single day. Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. the snorkel was nuts, you know? And so we were yeah. thinking, why are we going to go on this with a bunch of other people and snorkel? Yeah, we so. can just go from our exactly. villa. Yeah. So we yeah. did that. Yeah. So Alex, tell us that you did use points somewhere else on yeah. your trip. So tell us about uh, where you stayed and how you did that. Yeah. So I went in March of 2022 and I stood at the La Meridian Maldives. It's a Marriott property. So we booked it with Marriott points and it opened, I think, in September of 2021 I want to say. And so when we went in March, it was still really new. And when it came out, it was very low points and was almost like, is this too good to be true? I can book an overwater villa for this low of points. And so I waited to kind of see what reviews started coming out like. And then once I heard that people were loving it, I was like, I got to go. This is such a great value to be able to book, uh, be able to book into an overwater villa. So it has gone up in price now that it's been open longer. But I, I don't I don't think the prices are 
too insane, especially for Marriott's dynamic pricing. You can book for peak pricing about it's going to run you between 60 to 70,000 points a night. Now, that's just going to be the beach villa, which when we went the last day they moved us to the beach villa because our flight didn't leave till later in the day. Beach villa was really, really nice. I mean, I think you got to do the overwater villa if you're going that far. You do. A, a completely different experience. But the beach villa was very nice. Off peak, the beach villa is going to be about 52 to 56,000 points per night. So if you want to be able to book an overwater villa, you're going to add about 20,000 points per night to those rates. There's also a lagoon villa, which you can book for a tenth, about 10,000 more per night. The lagoon villa and the overwater villa, the room is the same. So when we went the first night, they didn't have an overwater villa. We went for five nights. So the first night we booked the over, or we booked the lagoon villa. And the difference between the overwater and the lagoon villa is the lagoon the front of the building sits on the beach. So you walk on the beach and then to your doorsteps. But the back of the villa is actually on the water. So you get that overwater feel. It's It still felt like we were in an overwater villa. Well, and, it, and that's all that matters anyway, because even if you are in an overwater, you're walking off a ramp or something. So you're not really seeing much from yeah and we still had a, a little bit of a ramp to get down to the water when the tide came in and everything um but so lagoon villa i thought was great like if if you don't have enough points and you're thinking oh but i really want to do overwater lagoon villa is great too um the thing that was cool about the overwater villas though is you have the island and like i said you can walk the whole island it is very small um, but they have two areas of overwater villas on each side of the island, and they kind of just go out into the ocean. But it's just what's kind of fun about the overwater villa is the boardwalk kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right term, but yeah, it just feels really cool. And then you just have all these buildings kind of just jutting off into the water. So I would do all that you can do to get an overwater villa. But if you can't, Lagoon Villa is still really nice, and you'll get that very similar feel. So if you want to go and stay here, what you're going to want to do is get Marriott cards. So just kind of, if you go, we'll link to our best cards page. But I like to time getting Marriott cards when there's an increased offer because they increase the offer on these cards, I'd say a couple times a year usually about, wouldn't you say, Mom? Yeah, definitely. So you can tell if it's an increased offer by just going to our best cards page. And usually what it will have is like the regular bonus will be have a line through it and then it'll have a different offer above it. So you can know like, oh, it's an increased offer. So that's what you're going to want to do is get Marriott cards if this is somewhere you want to stay. The other thing that's nice is you can use your Marriott 50K free night certificates here and top them off if you need to. The only downside to doing this is you can only use the free night certificates on like a standard room. So you would only be able to use those for the beach villas. The other nice thing is if you wanted to stay here is you with any Marriott properties, you book four nights on points and you get the fifth night free. 
when we went here, I think the seaplane transfer fee was about $400. It's since gone up to $515, but I would say that's still a lot cheaper compared to some of the others out there. The other downside is you do have to pay resort fees with Marriott. It's not like Hyatt where those are waived. So keep that in mind. Do you know how um, much we, that is, Alex, about? I don't remember. I want to say that maybe we spent like $2,000 between seaplane transfer fees, food, and taxes and fees. I think. But we also like tried to do it pretty cheaply with the food situation. So we purchased meal plans. And that's the nice thing at most of these resorts in the Maldives. You can purchase a meal plan. And so they have different packages like a half board, a full board, an all-inclusive package. So we did a half board and that included breakfast and dinner. So we ate at the buffet, which was really, really good. And that was actually our favorite time of the day. So we'd go over to the main area, have the buffet, take our food out, sit there with our food and the the fresh squeezed orange juice was so good our crepes and just look out on the crystal clear waters eating on the beach and it was just like wow I can't believe that we're here right now it was just kind of surreal um and then our uh package included dinner so for lunch we actually brought a few snacks from home and so we would just kind of snack and we would eat a lot of breakfast so it kind of worked out uh, the service, like you said, at your place, it was amazing. I felt like the people were so kind. They, yeah, they were just so friendly and there was like a warmth to them, I felt like. We had a butler and he was like the cutest little guy ever. Um, we really loved it. We felt like we had the resort to ourselves almost. So we would go out into the ocean and go paddleboarding. And there'd be maybe a couple other people at the beach, a couple people at the pool. We would literally be the only people out in the ocean. It was crazy. And then we went out snorkeling. The snorkeling there was incredible as well. We went kind of far out. Um, they have life jackets and all the snorkeling stuff was included, which was great. And then once we got out to the reef, like further out into the reef, it really drops off. And you just feel like I'm out here and a giant aquarium. This is not my world. I do not belong here. I just felt like a little tiny thing in this big, vast, like, you know, this whole ocean. But it was a really, like, the coolest reef I had ever seen, for that's, sure. That's what your dad said, too. Yeah. He said that, you know, you go to the reef, the end of, you know, and then it just went down. And he said he Yes, saw, it just drops. Yes. He saw, you know, stingray and really big fish. And I'm like, there's no way I'd go out there. That just freaks me out. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll yeah. stand at the, you know, and look yeah. down in the clear water or, you know, snorkel a lot closer. Yeah, they had buoys out there that were like, don't go farther than this. And we went like really close to those. And I was like, okay, I think this is getting a little freaky. I'm ready to go back in. But it was just really incredible. Um, this, like, M Mitch loved it. He's still, like, this was his favorite trip we've ever done. The thing that we loved about it, too, is it's just so relaxing because there's nowhere you have to be. You're on this tiny island. It's not like you have to make an itinerary of here's all the places we've got to go and the things we've got to see. And 
you know, like normally when you travel somewhere, you kind of got to make a plan. You literally just show up and do whatever sounds good to you. If you want to just sit and read a book, you read a book. If you want to go to the gym, go to the gym, you know, or it, it go really paddleboarding or snorkeling. I, Dad and I both felt like it was like the most relaxing place you could go. Yeah. You Mitch said, relax, yeah. You Mitch know. said he had never felt more relaxed than on that vacation. Yeah. And he... I didn't know how he would do because he's kind of like dad where he likes to be busy. He does not want to like sit and read for forever, but he loved it. So that was, I think, our favorite thing, though, is it just felt like we had the resort to ourselves almost. And I don't know what like the capacity was at the time or anything, but we were there at the peak season. So. But yeah, we loved it. I would totally go back there again. And I like it because you do have the option to book into the overwater villa. That is nice since you don't for so many other places. Yeah. So why don't you tell us where you had booked but canceled? Yes. So I had booked the Park Hyatt Maldives. We were going to Resort Hop. Now, the interesting thing is that these are far enough that we couldn't just take an airplane. I checked into We weren't going to be able to take um, the seaplane from the first place over to Park Hyatt. We were going to have to go back to Malay. And get on another seaplane. So it would have been a little bit of work. But um, the Park Hyatt Maldives is a category seven. So it's going to cost either 25,000 points, 30,000 points, or thirty or 35,000 points. And I, I think that for us, it was the 35K because it was peak time. Um, and, and it is amazing when you look at the pricing. 35K peak pricing that's just nothing i mean it's it's yeah. it's pretty amazing now you can't um again like you said book right into an overwater villa on award um redemptions i think that i would be fine not staying in overwater villa if it was my second time or yeah. if i could stay half and half or something you know i like to at least that's just kind of part of the maldives and so you kind of want to do that, at least for part of your stay. Um, the nice thing about this is there are so many cards that earn Chase Ultimate Rewards or Hyatt Points. The Chase Ultimate, the cards that earn Chase Ultimate Rewards, the Chase Sapphire Preferred, the Reserve, the business cards, all of those transfer into Hyatt. So there's a ton of ways to earn plenty of points for um, staying at a Hyatt in the Maldives. Um, like I said, I had heard, um, I think Alex is going to talk about the Leela Maldives next. And I had the hardest time trying to decide. I actually booked the Leela Maldives first and then changed it to the Park Hyatt Maldives only because I knew your dad wanted to do a lot of snorkeling and it's been there longer. So it has an older reef and I figured it probably had more excursions and stuff. Because otherwise, I would have booked the Alila Maldives, which you're going to talk about. Yeah. So the Alila is also a Category 7. It's also a Hyatt property. So your Chase Ultimate Rewards or Hyatt Points can get you nights there. It's a brand new hotel. So that is the perk in itself. As you know, you're staying somewhere that's really new and nice, which we love. Same thing, though. You can't book right into the Overwater Villa on points. But the standard beach villa includes its own private pool, too. So 
I mean, I looked at the pictures here. I know I know some people who've been here. It looks beautiful. And I definitely plan on going here. And if I if I can't get an overwater villa, then you know, so be it. It'll still be a great trip and we'll love it. But I really, really want to go here sometime. I have heard of people though being upgraded to an overwater villa if they have globalist status. The downside is you can't use your sweet upgrade awards here or the Park Hyatt. So that's a bummer because I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just save a sweet upgrade award for my overwater villa. But that's not an option. I don't know if it's possible to, you know, I know, I know with Hilton, you can sometimes pay on top of, you know, if there's availability, you can pay, you know, a week or two before you go to confirm an overwater villa. I don't think, I don't know if Hyatt has that. I actually tried to message and like talk to Hyatt to figure out the exact details. And I did not get through to the right person because they were like, no, this is your only option. And I'm like, really? Like if it's just sitting there and not being used, I couldn't pay more money on top of my points to get it. So I don't know the exact answer there, but I would definitely maybe talk to the hotel directly to see if that could be a possibility. But I plan to go there someday. So whenever I make it, I have no clue when that will be. I will report. You know, the other thing, if you're going there for a special occasion, you're going there for a honeymoon, you're going there for an anniversary, a birthday or something, always reach out to the resorts and let them know that you have a special occasion coming up. And sometimes that pulls a little bit more weight in you getting upgraded to a better room and maybe even an overwater villa. Yeah, great tip. Another place you can use some points at is the Hilton Conrad Maldives. This is kind of where I always thought I would go when I um, went to the Maldives because this is one that I see a lot of people go visit with their Hilton points. Um, but then the Limeridian came out and I was like, well, this is way less points than Hilton. And it was not too hard to find availability. So it can be tricky to find availability at the Hilton Conrad Maldives, but you can use Hilton's um, calendar and see the whole year. And just keep checking back. So 120,000 points per night at standard pricing, which is pretty wild compared to the pricing of even the Marriott and especially the Hyatt. But that's just how Hilton rolls. Um, but the nice thing is those free night certificates, you can use them here. That's what's really cool about Hilton's free night certificates is there's not a cap. As long as there's a standard room, you can use those. So I would definitely recommend using a free night certificate here. You know, if there's a great offer on a Hilton card, you can stack those free night certificates with your points. Um, if you want to stay here, definitely just going to want to get some Hilton cards and time those up with some uh, limited time best offers. Amex membership rewards do transfer to Hilton two to one. I mean, one to two. So you could, you know, top off an account if you need to. Like Marriott, you get the fifth night free on award stays. So that does help things. Um, this again, this pricing is for the beach villa, but like I said before, you can potentially get upgraded to an overwater, overwater villa with status. And it's not too hard to get status with Hilton. If you just have the Hilton Aspire card, which is their top tier card, you'll get Hilton diamond status, which I would highly recommend you have gold or diamond status when you go here because then you'll get free breakfast. 
And that's going to be a huge savings because, like I said before, food in Maldives is not cheap. So, um, and also, like I said, they'll sometimes let you pay more in cash to um, get upgraded to that overwater villa. I feel like I've heard people have pretty good success for getting upgraded here. Um, I'm, but like I, the thing is though too is like you never really know. The only way to guarantee yourself an overwater villa is to book it from the get go. So that kind of puts a little bit of limits on where you can use your points. I'm pretty sure like most of the other Marriott properties in the Maldives let you book on points for the overwater villas too. You're just looking at a lot of points. Limeridian is the cheapest of the ones or one of the cheapest and it's still really nice. So that's um, that's why we did that one. So anyway, um, yeah. What do you what do you think now, Mom? Let's talk a little bit just to wrap things up. We've both been to Maldives. We've both been to Bora Bora, and a lot of people kind of wonder, you know, which should I do? How do these compare? So what what do you think? Well, I think you kind of know what I think because I had said after my first. Well, I just wonder if you still think that. So when we. Okay. When we went, we went to Bora Bora, my mom and I and my sister, Casey, in November of last year, of 20, November 2022. And my mom was team Bora Bora. I was team Maldives. But I'm just wondering if anything's changed since then, because I know this resort you stayed at was a lot nicer right. than your last one. Right. That does make it better. And I think that if, you know, I was younger... It's a little hard on this old body traveling that far. I'm asking you at the wrong time because you're you still are. dealing with I'm your still jet lag. I'm jet lag. And yeah. that's the other thing is that um, if I was younger, I wouldn't have such so much trouble getting past jet lag. So yeah. that makes it definitely more difficult. I'll tell you, when I by the time I get to the resort in the Maldives from flying all the way over to Malé, waiting for the um, seaplane, doing the seaplane. I am so tired that I was so tired it's hard too. to make anything. I mean, it is amazing. The Maldives is a bucket list, incredible thing. I 100% am so glad that I went there and I would definitely do it one time. Now to coming back a third time, you know, and even even my husband said, I loved it. It was amazing, but that's too far to travel. Um, and so we were talking about, yeah, we'd probably, if we wanted to if, do that again, we'd go to Bora Bora, Fiji, Tahiti, somewhere where it's a little, where it's not quite so long to travel. And that is the, the big con for me. Is so are you saying that you're probably long. not going back? No, I'm sh I don't think I'll go back. And there's other places. You know what? No. I'm smiling because I'm thinking she's she'll go back. No, I won't. But I yes, want to there's going to be there's going to be a deal or something. I want to go back to Thailand and there's some other yeah. places. And it really, I'm just. But if I message you, I said, "Mom, I found this really great deal," and these never say in, never when it comes right to half. <laughs> One of the things that I Damn really FOMO, she wouldn't want to miss out. I, I said, "We're doing a travel hockey mom retreat to Maldives, Mom." If you and Jess were going, I'd, I'd be like, well, I can't let them go by themselves. I got to have all the fun without me. Exactly. So one of the things 
that's really nice about the Maldives is there are so many more hotel options. It's it's limited in um, Bora Bora. There is, you know, not that many places. You have a ton of options, a ton of places where you can use your points and miles. That is a huge pro. I think they are both beautiful. I think um, definitely I'd say the service that I experienced in the Maldives has was better than what we saw that what we got at the uh, Conrad Bora Bora because I think that was that one place where we kept saying, "Did these people want to work here?" <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it was very like some people were fantastic and amazing and so lovely, and other people yes. we were like. Sheesh, am I annoying them for asking if they're if I can eat dinner here tonight? Yes, yes. So and and the and the food in Bora Bora there at least was it crazy expensive for very little. So there are you yeah. know, there's pros and cons to both. I think for me and just being older, it's just it's just that length of time and the recovery yeah. that it that it gives me now. Yeah, I felt like Maldives felt a little more exotic to me than than Bora Bora did. But I don't know. And it felt more remote and it felt more private. I felt like there was more people and it felt more like I was at a resort. Well, I think that it's where you went. Yeah. You really didn't see anybody at the La Meridian. Yeah, I didn't. See, at both of my resorts, I saw more people. So I, so to me, those were It all, felt the same. Yeah, it felt the same. So a lot of that depends. The other thing is, that was such a dream destination for you. And when you finally get to that place, you kind of become team Maldives. Or, oh, for sure. You know, yeah. That is hard. It's really hard for someone yeah. to sway you. So no one's going to sway for out. Sure. Like if I'd maybe gone to, yeah, if I'd maybe gone to Bora Bora first, maybe I would have been like, oh, Bora Bora is amazing. Yeah. But we also had rain in Bora Bora. We did. We did. And Maldives that, that was didn't beautiful. Help. We didn't have one drop of rain. It was just really cool. But yeah, Bora Bora is way easier to get to. It's, what, an eight-hour flight from San Francisco? Yeah. Well, you fly to Tahiti, you stay the night, then you fly to whatever. But we actually have a whole podcast episode on Bora Bora. So if somebody wants to hear all about that stay, they can scroll back towards – it's a little more of one of our earlier episodes. But one yeah. thing for sure, you're going to have the best time of your life, whichever place you go to. And I just thank my lucky stars that I've been able to go to both those places. I never in my life thought that I could travel to those kind of places or anywhere that I've been able to travel. And if it wasn't for points and miles, it never would have happened. Agreed. 100%. Well, we hope that you've all enjoyed today's episode. If your dream vacation is the Maldives, we hope that after listening, it feels a little more attainable. And if you're interested in earning points for a vacation like this, make sure to check out our best cards page, which we've linked in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.